Hello and welcome to the Tigers Down Under. I'm your guest host this evening, Lauren, and with me I have Alex. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm pretty good. That's great. So, Alex, the boys are pretty awful last weekend against Reading. Uh, what are your thoughts about that performance and where did it all go wrong, do you think? Well, yes, it was a pretty disappointing performance. Last weekend, we talked on the podcast about the fact that uh, Adkins was really playing with fire, resting players against Wigan midweek, uh, and that it wasn't any guarantee of getting a result against Reading on the weekend. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. We made changes again for the Reading game. Um, obviously, there were a few injuries and, and rotations, but Dicko kind of going out of the team and not even being on the bench was pretty frustrating to see. Um, and the team just lacked any sort of energy or, or creativity in the game. Yet again, Marshall was our best player. Um, he just faces so many shots at the moment that he really can't not be our best player. Um, he's not shipping five goals a game. He's actually making some pretty decent saves, um, and he did his best to keep us in the game. But, you know, despite his efforts, they scored another set piece. We seem to be conceding a set piece or a corner every single game these days, and you have to wonder what's going on in training that this is still continuing. Um, we change our centre-backs, we change our defensive style, which still just nothing makes a difference at the moment. Um, and then at the other end, the most puzzling of situations where Bowen looks our most dangerous player, he's setting up all our chances, he's you know getting crosses into the box, he's creating things for other players, he's having shots himself. So what does Atkins do? He takes him off. He basically says that he doesn't think Ad, uh, that Bowen was performing, that he thought he was a bit underwhelming, so he took him off. And I think the Reading commentators were basically saying that they were very relieved when that happened because after that moment, we just didn't look very threatening at all. And um, it's always a bit strange when the opposition's kind of glad that you've taken a player off because it really kind of underlines why it was such a poor decision. Um, but it just kind of shows that yet again, we talked about it last week, uh, myself and Dan, about the fact that Adkins is really sort of underwhelming this season and yes he, he doesn't have the players at his disposal that he might want but at the same time you've got to play the cards that you've been dealt and you know rotating so many players through the team against Wigan and then having this sort of performance again it was predictable and it's what we said last week you know it's we could see it coming when you sort of take your eyes off a game to focus on another it doesn't guarantee you're going to get a result that game um, and, and you know I've been talking a bit, bit on social media the last day or two with a few people but you know, Harry Wilson coming into the team last season was what kept us up. It wasn't Adkins sort of sorting out any issues that Slutsky had with the team. It was just the fact we got lucky with one of our loan signings being an absolute gem and scoring the goals that kept us up. But um, really concerning to see where the team is now under Adkins and I just don't see how it can improve from here. Well, it doesn't get any easier for City with two pretty tough games coming up in the next weekend, um, starting with Middlesbrough. Uh, what are your thoughts on those upcoming games? Yeah, look, it doesn't get any easier. And we've just had our easy run of games where we were meant to get those points on the board. You know, Reading was meant to be um, a pretty straightforward game. They hadn't got any points at home before we came along and, and obviously panned out pretty well for them after that. Um, but it just gets harder from there. We've got Middlesbrough first on the weekend, which is going to be pretty tough. They're, they're coming second at the moment. And typical of a Pulis side, they're not scoring a whole lot of goals, but they're also not conceding many. And... You know, the, the way we're playing, they'll, they'll score plenty against us. He, you know, he sets them up really well for set-piece um, duties and attacks, and, and it's our weakness. So it's sort of a pretty predictable scoreline coming up where they'll probably put two or three past us just from corners alone. Um, and the fact they're not conceding many just underlines the fact that we're not going to be scoring any goals ourselves. And 
Uh, so it's going to be a pretty predictable game, that one, I think. Um, and it's, yeah, it's tough. I mean, Barra coming second, it's, it's pretty incredible that they're, they're second in the table, given their form. Um, talk about Leeds in a second as the team coming first at the moment. Um, but Barra have really kind of shown the blueprint for what we should have been able to do when we got relegated. We got relegated the same season as them, and they've gone about buying players to actually get them back up into the Premier League. They've got a Sombolonga up forward who's been a great striker. Um, they brought in Hugel as well, who I think was at Preston last season. Um, and, and they've got a really solid side there. So it's, it's pretty frustrating when you see what could have been for City and, and what's become of City um, at the same time because Borough's just sort of the perfect example of, of what a club that we could have emulated, really. Yeah, that's true. So um, after the Borough game, City hosts Leeds midweek. Um, there's an all right chance of getting a result out of this one, though, isn't there? After all, Leeds haven't looked too good lately. No, they haven't. It's a bit interesting that they're still top and um, that Borough haven't overtaken them because Leeds, I think they've only got a couple of wins, maybe only two wins in their last seven games in all competitions. Um, they got knocked out of the League Cup by Preston last round um, and they've had a whole heap of injuries as well. It's pretty ridiculous when you look at their players that are you know, on the treatment table, really, after... The last in- international break, um, I think they came back reporting that Bamford, Roof, Hernandez and a few others were all out injured. Um, so it's kind of tested their depth quite significantly with the injuries that they've suffered. And they lost last weekend against Birmingham. I think that kind of ended their unbeaten start to the season. Um, and they're looking a bit shaky. So, look, I'd be more confident in getting a result against Leeds and Barra. I think that's a lot more likely. Um, but at the same time, I mean, Leeds just seen the sort of side that even with the injuries that they have, even with the personnel out, they really could just come along and still smack us for four or five goals. So, um, it's a difficult one to, to look ahead to. And I think a lot's going to rest on how we play against Borough, whether we can sort of rise to the occasion and really sort of take it up to these bigger clubs or whether we're going to get battered two or three nil, um, you know, earlier in the season, we did beat Rotherham pretty convincingly. We, we beat Ipswich pretty convincingly, both relatively poor sides. Um, but at the same time, the players in the squad aren't necessarily poor players. A few players potentially are. But on the whole, it's a good squad. So we should be able to rise to the challenge and actually start playing pretty well against these bigger clubs. It's all just whether the players are up for it and whether the manager can get them going. Um it's going to be interesting having the two games in about three three days. I think the Leeds game's the Wednesday morning. Um, whether we make many changes between the two games, I think Adkins needs to learn his lesson and really settle on a first 11. I think, obviously, the centre-back situation's the most pressing one to sort out because we're sort of still rotating quite a bit through that position. Um, Elphick, you know, looked pretty good against Ipswich, but then hasn't looked great since then. Um, Device is still learning the game in England, which is, um, you know, unfortunately something that's, that we're going to sort of have to put up with short term. Um, at the other end of the pitch, you know, Chris Martin's looked okay so far coming in from Derby. He hasn't scored yet, but um, you get the sense that if he can get a couple of goals, he might really start going, uh, getting going. Um, Campbell and, and Dicko as the other options aren't, aren't too confidence-inspiring, but Campbell has scored a couple of goals to start the season, so you never know. He could go on a bit of a run as well. And obviously Bowen, before getting hooked against Reading, was also in some pretty good form. So, look, if we can get going, if we can, if we can, you know, eke out a, a draw with Middlesbrough potentially or, or just a, a small loss, it might give us a bit of confidence going into that Leeds game. And then you never know, York, Yorkshire Derby will get a bit of 
you know, blood flowing, um, you know, a bit of adrenaline in the players, maybe that, that'll get them up for the challenge. And look, if you come away from that Leeds game with a win, all of a sudden things start to look a whole lot better and, and maybe we do go on a bit of a run. But it's, you know, one of those situations where it's a free hit to an extent with these clubs where you think we're going to lose the games. So if we go into them with that attitude, then potentially we could go out and get a win, you know, nothing to lose, bit of confidence out of that rather than against Reading where we were pretty nervous and, and pretty worried about losing the game. Well, I do hope there's some positive results um, in the upcoming games for City. Now, Alex, you have always told me that you fell in love with City 10 years ago from um, because of a few different things. But one of the main reasons, um, or one of the main things you always go on about is that goal from Geo. Um, and today marks 10 years since that game against Arsenal. Um, what are your memories of it? And just how big a win was it, do you think, for City? Well, it's interesting you asked that question about just how big a win it was for City because, um, as you'll remember, well, I think probably the first game that you and I watched of uh, of City way back in 2014 was the FA Cup final against this same team. And it was very nearly uh, an even more memorable win that day when we went up 2-0, and unfortunately it wasn't to be. But I do think that this is almost, or it probably is, you know, stripping aside the, the playoff finals and, and all those sorts of kind of contexts around games. This was just about our biggest win in our history. Um, from the context of, you know, going to the Emirates where only one team had beaten Arsenal before that, um, back when Arsenal were really a, a top-level team. They made the Champions League final only a couple of years before. Um, they really put up a fight for the title race um, the season before in 07, 08. And we went there, I think we were... $15 outsiders, no one gave us a chance in hell, um, and we won the game, and it was pretty incredible, and especially when you think that we went behind, we were a goal down as well, you know, sometimes with these sorts of performances, these wins, you think, okay, well, promote a team, goes to a bigger club, maybe they get a 1-0 lead early in the game, and then they just sit on it, um, can sometimes get, give the team a result, but the fact that we went behind, we had to attack, uh, and not only score one goal, but two goals inside five minutes in the second half, uh, was pretty remarkable. And yeah, you're right, you know, that game was pretty much the game that, that made me fall in love with City. Um, uh, you know, I'd been following the club for the start of that season, but, you know, I was only 15 or 16 at the time, I think. So uh, my memories of the earlier games are a bit hazy, especially with the time slot. It was pretty difficult to stay up that late. Um, but this is the first game that I really have a strong memory of watching and really sort of thinking, geez, this team is pretty amazing. Um, and of course, you know, still to come was our you know, enormous win at Tottenham the following week with uh, another Geo wonder goal. But this was really the game that, you know, made the world sit up and take notice of City and uh, and really set us on our way to, to survival that season and then everything great that's come since then. Um, saying to a few City fans today, it's a bit of a shame that, you know, we have to look back on this as, as distant memories at this stage and um, hopefully we can get the good times coming back to City. But it is pretty special to be able to look back and think that these incredible results were 10 years ago now because it, it just seems like they weren't that long ago at all. Um, and it's, yeah, it was an amazing game and it, it's still it's still one I like to bring up and, and rub in the face of my uh, Arsenal supporting mates, especially when they have uh, other games that, to, to respond with. It's, it's always good to at least have one where we where we got the wood over them. Um, and, and yeah, it was just, it was a fantastic game to, to watch and still, you know, still watch the highlights of the game, still look back on it and it still gives me goosebumps to, to see that goal go in. 
I think good memories for all City fans at that point in time. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Tigers Down Under, and we'll see you all next week. Come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group, or follow us on Twitter, at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black. There's no turning back, cause you're out.